0: Hello and welcome to Lifestyle with Sylvia. When life changes unexpectedly, it can be hard, but it forces us to grow and learn a lot in the process. This is my journey from divorce into a new life. On this first episode, when my life turned upside down, I'll be sharing with you how I felt when I had to face some news that turned my life upside down. I've decided to share my journey with you while recovering from a divorce because it's extremely painful and unfortunately so many people go through that and it's easy to lose hope and think that we will will never see the light again. Well, that is not true. Especially if you have children, it is crucial that we keep our emotions and our logical mind balanced easier said than done right but i believe that it is our duty as adults parents and human beings to try our best to go through such big family changes such pain the easiest way possible so let me start my story from the beginning i'm portuguese living in brazil with my family at the time Uh, my husband my four-year-old daughter and a baby girl who wasn't even two months old when i was faced with the news that my life the way my family was organized the future plans we had as a family all of that was going to change well when we change something we replace it with something else but this it was more as if my reality my life my future plans everything had disappeared in thin air. There was nothing, only emptiness. This was shocking news. To put it mildly, I was unbalanced, afraid, lost, but to be completely honest, those first few days I felt like I was drowning. It was as if I had swollen an iron ball that would take up all the space in my stomach and I couldn't eat or breathe. It was as if I was falling down a well and I felt so heavy that I thought I would never have the strength to get to get back up. The tendency, I believe, is to go through a period where we feel sorry for ourselves. We are also angry and blame the other person for what has happened and for our pain also being rejected, makes us feel that we are not enough. Our self-esteem disappears and all we want is for things to go back the way they were before. In other words, we resist change. And there's a quote from Carl Jung that says, what you resist persists. And this is so true. While I was resisting the idea that things were going to change, or had already changed, I only ended up feeling more pain and feeling more frustrated. It was as if I had a wound that needed to be taken care of in order to heal. But instead of taking care of it, I kept poking at it. Now isn't that silly? I wanted those negative feelings and emotions to leave me. But instead, they were only getting stronger, and the pain was only getting bigger. So I realized I had to accept what was happening as a fact, that even though I didn't like it, I couldn't change it. It was what it was, and I had to find the best way to deal with it. I had to do it, mostly for me, for my girls, and also for the respect that my ex deserved from me as a human being and as someone with whom I had shared so many years of my life and with whom I had raised the family. So first, I came to terms with the idea that it was his right to not want to be with me anymore. Yes, when you love someone, it's very hard and painful to accept that that person, the person you love, doesn't love you back anymore. But I remember that I had been the one ending a relationship years before. It had been my right then to end the relationship if I was unhappy. So now it was his right to do so, even though it hurt. As for me, the analogy that comes to mind is as if I was wearing a pair of shoes that hurt my feet and I insisted on wearing them. As much as I loved those shoes, it was time to accept that they were not right for my feet and insisting on wearing them would just cause unnecessary pain and probably would cause damage for life on my feet. So I needed to let that go. This is how I started to stop resisting and accepted that things had to change, whether I liked it or not. And I would focus my energy on finding ways to making things better to care for my wounds so they could heal as soon as possible rather than making them worse. I was hurting and I still felt sorry for myself. Yes, I had wounds that needed to heal. Yes, I needed support and the shoulder to cry on. Oh, and I did a lot of crying. But I also needed to face what was happening and take responsibility for my life. So I cried out for help and got a support group. These people were essential in my recovery and I am so, so grateful that they were there. Some of them would help me with the girls every now and then, you know, like, uh, so I could breathe for a while. They would cook me a meal so I had something nourishing and tasty when I just didn't have the energy to cook. They would be a shoulder to cry on. They would hear me out, put up with my bad humor at times. And other times just having someone to talk to about anything really, as long as it took my mind off the thoughts that caused me pain, that was already huge help. An image that comes to mind is that my life at that moment was as if I was on a ship going through a storm. The ship was my life and I was the captain of the ship. I couldn't have managed alone, but I also knew that I had to keep in mind that I was the captain of that ship. It was my responsibility to manage my life and those around me. People mean well, but sometimes they say things that are not very helpful in such a delicate situation and especially when we feel so, vulnerably, so vulnerable emotionally. For example, some would say I should expose my anger more, that it's okay to just let some of the negative feelings rush out, uncontrolled, once in a while, because I would feel relieved. But the way I see it, what good ever comes out of an explosion? After an explosion, there's only destruction, and some things, once broken, they have no repair. So maybe I would feel relieved in that short moment, but the mess I would have to deal with afterwards, in my opinion, was not worth that brief moment of relief. Others would want so badly for things to work themselves out that sometimes they would give me false hope that would only result in frustration afterwards. So we need to manage our support group. We need to be the captains of our own ships this is not easy because we feel so weak that we just want others to take over right to do the things for us we just want to crawl into a hole and wait for the storm to pass we want others to deal with things and then just you know tell us that everything is okay everything is solved and we can come out and look at the sunshine again but this is real life though it was my life so i was the one who had to walk the walk I was the captain of my ship. My main worry were the children, especially the oldest. She was already going through so many changes, a new sister, dad not coming home every day, that I focused the little energy I had on them. I would focus on the daily chores, cooking, laundry, so the house wouldn't completely fall apart, breastfeeding and changing diapers for the little one, playing and spending as much time as I could I know I didn't feel like playing at all, but she needed it from me. And so for her, I found the strength to do it. I never complained or cried in front of her. I would save that for when she was not around. And I kept in mind that I would try to be my best self always. I would allow room for mistakes. I would be gentle with myself, but I wouldn't do things I would later regret or feel ashamed of. I needed to control my emotions and not let my emotions control me. You see, emotions are like a river. They need to flow. And just like a river, if they flow in their stream bed, it brings a lot of good. It allows fresh water to the population, it allows crops to grow, it brings prosperity. But if it flows uncontrolled, it causes flood, destruction and sometimes even death. So we can't let our emotions control our actions. We need to keep the balance. I have been practicing yoga for over 20 years now, and all these years of practice, I never thought that certain skills that I practiced on my mat would be so important, essential even, for navigating through the hardest phase of my life so far. And some of these skills are acceptance of what is. I already mentioned this one. Learning to let go, focusing on this moment, the now. Be grateful for what I have and the people around me. Be gentle with myself and being patient. Acceptance of what is has to do with what I mentioned before. What you resist persists. So just let it go. The second one, learning to let go, is connecting with acceptance of what is. I needed to gather all the images, all the ideas, the thoughts of what my life had been up until that moment, gather all the future plans that didn't make sense anymore and breathe it all out. Let it flow away. Number three, focusing on the now, I needed to leave the past in the past and not allow myself to be overwhelmed by worries that hadn't yet happened that I didn't even know if they would ever become a reality and that I couldn't take any action about it anyway so leave the past in the past and the future in the future and focus on the now being grateful how can we find things to be grateful for when everywhere we look around there is chaos well believe me Nothing is 100% negative and if we look hard enough and pay attention, we will find positive things for which to be grateful for, even if they are just little things. These little things give us hope and strength to carry on. Number five, be gentle with myself. Well, I needed to accept that I, I was healing. And that, at that time, I was a weaker version of myself. So I had to go easy on myself and give myself time to heal. And this connects with being patient. Number six, it hurts so much that we just want it all to end. We want to fast forward our life to when everything is okay again. But patience, one day at a time, one step at a time. And that's how we grow and that's how we learn. But how do we deal with all of this? Where do we start when there is chaos all around? And how do we find the energy, the clarity and the peace of mind to even start making sense of it all? Well, that's the topic for the next episode. And this is all for now. I'm looking forward to being with you next week with lifestyle with sylvia and in the meantime if you have enjoyed this episode please share it any comments please write to lifestyle with sylvia at gmail.com take care